Welcome to Lakers Carpool, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. My name is James Brooks. I am your host. Thank you for joining me on today's episode, episode 97. We are here sitting post-All-Star Game, All-Star Weekend. Um, it was pretty fun. Mac McClung, Laker legend, showed out in the dunk contest. Dame won the three-point contest. That was those were, those were the two most fun parts of the weekend for sure. All-Star Game itself, um, I don't know. I'm always kind of bored by it. This year was no exception. Um, LeBron, as we saw, may have hurt his pinky or one of his fingers on the rim trying to do a chase down block during the game. So that was a little frustrating to see. But looks and sounds like he'll be uh, good to go, especially after this long break. I mean, we're sitting here on Wednesday. I mean, the Lakers play tomorrow, but it feels like it's going to be forever still until we get Lakers basketball again. Um, so we're gonna, just going to recap a little bit about the pre-All-Star break and then kind of just looking ahead for the rest of the season. Um, so the Lakers last Thursday, uh, which was the, their last game before the All-Star break, played the Pelicans and got a huge win, 120-102. to And now people might say like, oh yeah, whatever, the Pelicans, they are playing without Zion. They're not that great. They're kind of on a downturn, which is all kind of true. But the Lakers survived the Pelicans with giving up a 17-point quarter. They um, they only scored 17 points in the second quarter. Now, they scored 38 points in the first quarter, 34 in the third, and 31 in the fourth. So that helps a lot. But they only scored 17 points in the second quarter. So they survived the game with a terrible second quarter. And on top of that, they shot 27% from three which this team in theory is has gotten better for, as a three-point shooting team since the trade deadline. But even then, uh, Rui went 0 for 4. LeBron went 0 for 5. Uh, Beasley went 2 for 7. The only good three-point shooter last or not last night, but against the Pelicans on Thursday was D'Angelo Russell and Troy Brown. D'Angelo Russell went 3 for 5 and Troy Brown 2 for 3. Mo Bamba went 0 for 5. Um, I mean, Schroeder... Davon Reed, one for one. Austin Reeves, one for two. Whatever. Lakers shot terrible from three, and they won the game by 18 points. I think this is, like, something that, I mean, I think Lakers fans are definitely hopefully optimistic about this new-look Lakers squad that we have. I think some people in the media are still rightfully cautious of what the Lakers have and what they can do with this team. But from what we've seen so far, and this was the first time we saw the team with LeBron James playing, and... You know, Lakers got blown out by Portland. They had a good game, a good win against Golden State, both those games without LeBron. And the sense that I'm getting is that the Lakers are doing – when you add LeBron to the to the mix, it really fills a lot of holes. You know, it kind of felt like there was a boat that's sinking still in those games, in the game against Portland and the game, the game against Golden State. But then you add LeBron in this game against – New Orleans and you just it just feels like you're you're filling up those holes and the boat stops sinking. Anthony Davis played well. 13 for 17 from the field, 28 points, 10 rebounds. Um LeBron James 21 points and that's with going 0 for 5 from 3. D'Angelo Russell 21 points. Now this is this is what you get and then you get 10 points off the bench from Dennis Schroeder. And this was a terrible bench game for us. We only got four points from Ruby off the bench, six points from Troy Brown Jr., four points from Mo Bamba. Um, 
Austin Reeves, tw- uh, five points. And th- those were the guys that got, like, double-digit minutes. 22 minutes for, for Reeves, 20 minutes for Schroeder, 18 for Troy Brown, 16 each for Rui and Mo Bamba. And only one of those players scored in double digits. And then same thing with, you know, Vanderbilt, six points, Beasley, eight points. This is, like, the 2020, the 2019-2020 Lakers team where you have LeBron and Anthony Davis taking care of business. And that's, again, with LeBron not playing great. Like, he didn't play bad, but he didn't play great. He did shoot 50% from the field, um, which included those five three-point th- three misses. So, um, But you have LeBron and, and Anthony Davis taking care of business, and then you just need that third guy to step up. And that third guy will most likely be D'Angelo Russell. Now, could it be Malik Beasley? Yes. Could it be Rui? Yeah, it could be. It could be Dennis Schroeder. Um, we're just kind of in that same position where we have that depth where you just need that third guy. And we haven't – D'Angelo Russell, he's played three three good games for the Lakers. We haven't really seen a bad – at least offensive, <laughs> offensively. We haven't seen a bad offensive game from, from D'Angelo Russell yet. So, I mean, I'm sure it'll come. But in that case, when it does come, you just need – Dennis Schroeder to step up. You need Rui to step up. Um, I mean, even Mo Bamba hit two of those five threes he took. Um, that, that's huge. And again, the Lakers still won by by 18. And another thing to point out in this game, um, and uh, you know, again, this game happened last Thursday, so like a lot of people have talked about it already, but just want to put throw my two cents in. Um, we got to see for the first time Jared Vanderbilt defending a true big wing. Brandon Ingram's no joke. You know, he's like a poor man. I mean, I say this with as much respect as possible, but he's like a poor man's Kevin Durant, which is impressive. I mean, I only say that because Brandon Brandon Ingram hasn't yet had the same kind of success as Kevin Durant has. Um, he's still young, but like same same idea, right? They're super tall, lanky forwards that can shoot the lights out. And you saw Jared Vanderbilt going over screens, denying the ball while guarding Brandon Ingram and keeping the ball out of his hands. And I think a lot of people were, were wondering if Jared Vanderbilt would have the ability to guard a Brandon Ingram-like player, guard a Paul George, you know, someone like that. And I think he showed def- definitely glimpses at the very least of having the ability to do so, which is awesome. I mean, it's super impressive. So um love seeing that on the defensive end. I think, I mean... This is what people are saying about the Lakers, right? Is that the front court or the back court? I always get the front and back court confused. It makes no sense to me. The guards. The Lakers guards are not great defensively. D'Angelo Russell's not a great defender. Um, Beasley, I don't know if he's a great defender. Um, our best defender that's a guard is, is Austin Reeves, which is kind of almost, again, it's kind of similar to the 2019-2020 Lakers situation. I mean, we did have um, Avery Bradley, who was really good defensively, but we didn't have him in the bubble. Um, we had Alex Crusoe, who was a really good defensive guard for us. Uh, I mean, I know KCP was also like a shooting guard who was a good defender too, so it, maybe it's not the best comparison. But um, when you have guys like LeBron, Anthony Davis playing defense, Jared Vanderbilt, uh, Rui, and then even like the length of Mo Bamba when he's in there, I feel like it. You kind of it kind of makes up for maybe having not as great guards defensively. 
is that true I, I don't know for sure but definitely i mean at the very least like if your man gets if if a guard gets beat then you have a lot of length to step up and help now you have to rotate well and make sure you don't get you know give up any back you know backdoor cuts and backdoor threes or things like that but at the very least having that length in anthony davis in vanderbilt in Rui, in mo bamba and then lebron um it kind of helps make up for for some bad defense now we'll see how it plays out lebron came out and said that these are the 23 most important games of his career so far caveating that like regular season games not finals games or anything like that or playoff games but this is lebron's yeah 23 most important games of his career which whether that's true or not i appreciate the comment i appreciate the sentiment of like we you know he needs to put a fire under this lakers team we need to find a way to do as best as we can i think in order to go 500 we have to go 14 and 9 the remainder of the season which to me doesn't sound too crazy maybe my hopes are too high maybe i'm too cautiously optimistic or maybe not cautiously enough maybe i'm just optimistic um about this lakers team but um i i think 14 and 9 is definitely realistic again caveating that the lakers stay healthy if lebron lebron comes out and says that these are the 23 most important games of his career then he should be playing in all 23 games assuming he's healthy there should be no sitting out anymore for for rest no load management none of that kind of stuff so that, that, that i mean if he comes out and says that these are the 23 most important games of his career and then sits out games for load management and stuff then i'm calling bs they're not the 23 most important games of his career um but i think that what that does show is that lebron does he at least publicly i mean I don't see why he wouldn't care, but that LeBron does care about winning a fifth championship. I think being sitting there at four championships, you know, in the likes of Shaq and Steph, LeBron wants to be greater than that, especially considering that Steph could, with the way the Warriors are set up, like they could get a fifth and a sixth and like, who knows how many more championships Steph can get. And, you know, I don't, I never really liked the comparison between LeBron and Steph, but they've come up together kind of well they haven't come up together but like they they've gone head to head against each other in the you know the 2010s and in the finals and all that stuff so they, they get compared a lot in that sense because they went up against each other a lot um and i don't think lebron wants to be in that conversation and he shouldn't be but because he's stuck with he's stuck there with four rings coming to the end of his career just getting to five would be would be huge same thing like with kobe's situation kobe wanted to get that six to, to at least match Michael, but couldn't get there. Five, it's more than most people. Have. I feel like four, like four four championships is like you're a you're a great player. You are an all time great. You know, Shaq is an all time great. Steph will be considered an all time great. LeBron is for sure an all time great. But to really help with that goat conversation, like the greatest of all time, getting getting five, I feel like is like minimum what you what you want and I don't, i'm not necessarily like huge on the whole you need championship rings to be the greatest of all time i think it definitely helps the conversation i think greatest of all time there's there's a few different caveat there's a few different criteria right there's 
who's the first player you'd pick from a basketball standpoint? Like, who's the most dominant basketball player? Who is the best leader? Who is the most clutch? Who is the, you know, you have all these, all the different criteria that you go down and, and everyone's is different. It's, it's a very subjective <laughs> opinion or whatever. But all that's to say is I think LeBron does want that fifth championship. And I think that he, with this team, I mean, I feel like this is a, a pretty talented team for LeBron James. Like, he took the 2018 Cavs to the finals. I mean, albeit they got swept, but they went to the finals. And I don't feel like that team was more talented than this team. Now, LeBron was more um, in his prime, so to speak, or he was still – I feel like he's – for his for, – it's hard to even say this, but for as impressive as LeBron is, like he's he um he has maybe declined a little bit, right? Like his stamina is not really quite there anymore. He's a little bit slower. He um, doesn't have the, the same motor that he used to have. So albeit like that stuff is different, but this team I think is more talented than the 2018 Cavs. I could be wrong, but I would like to. I, I mean, you gotta think like. You still had the Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love in 2018. I mean, Kyrie is definitely better than D'Angelo Russell. I'm not going to argue that. LeBron is, I guess you would say the 2018 version of LeBron, LeBron is probably better than the 2023 version of LeBron. But then I would take Anthony Davis over Kevin Love. So I guess maybe, but but then like you think about the role players, right? Like Jared Vanderbilt and... um. Malik Beasley and and Rui and you know they're 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 players that need to prove themselves but I think the talent is there if they are given the opportunity the talent is there so it'll be interesting to see how the Lakers uh, you know finish off the season they I mentioned this in my last episode they do have one of the easier schedules to finish the season which is nice it's hard to believe looking at their schedule though like their next three games are Warriors Mavericks Grizzlies all current uh, playoff teams I believe the Warriors I do believe are playing without who uh Wiggins on Thursday tomorrow so that I mean that helps um but those are all like three big games coming off the all-star break against good teams and then um in March we have 15 games in March Thunder who are no joke as we know uh the Timberwolves who are probably a little worse Warriors again Grizzlies again Raptors, Knicks, Pelicans, Rockets. Like, going down this list, you have the Magic are an easy team, in theory. The Rockets are an easy easy team. Maybe the Raptors. Maybe the Bulls twice. And then maybe the Timberwolves twice, I guess. So, out of 15 games, you have 1, 2, 3, 4 five, six, seven. So I guess half, half of those games are like very winnable games. And then the other ones are still winnable games, but you know, they're like the Warriors and the Grizzlies and the Knicks and teams that are, have been good this season so far. So again, it'll be interesting to see how the Lakers, uh, pull out. Speaking of March, the Lakers play the Bulls twice. They actually play them back to back within three days. Um, and that's who Patrick, so Patrick Beverly signed with, with the Bulls and he was on a podcast and he was saying how you know he would love to help knock the Lakers out of playoff contention with those two games that they play against like the Bulls play against the Lakers coming up and it's like did you have you not done enough already have you not done enough to 
knock the Lakers out of playoff contention with your terrible play. Like, man, I, I tried to be as excited as I could about the Lakers bringing in Patrick Beverly, but he is all bark and no bite. He is just not not good. I mean, of course, he'll go and shoot like 70% from three in those two games when he plays the Lakers because that's just how it works. But, um, but yeah, in these 23 games, um, and then we do end of the season – Last five games in April, we play the Rockets. We play the Jazz twice, and then Suns and Clippers. So two tough games, three easy. I feel like the the rest of the way it's like fifty fifty each month. Each month is like pretty close to fifty fifty on like must like easy win games and um, tougher games to win. So again, fourteen and nine doesn't sound too crazy. It does not sound crazy, especially if this Lakers team is playing with a goal in mind to make the playoffs. Um, I mean, look, I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to look at the standings and we're going to talk a little more about this. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today, opt-in, and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a free bet back. Like, with the Lakers playing the Nets tonight, you know, I, I, I might honestly put my own money on the Nets. I hate to say it as a Lakers fan, but without LeBron playing or Anthony Davis, uh, Austin Reeves out, like, same-game parlay, I might... Tonight might just put a bet on for the Nets. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, but download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. All right, so yeah, so looking at the looking at the standings, you know, we still have Portland ahead of us and Utah ahead of us, which are two teams that, for the rest of the season, like you got to think those teams might kind of just tank it out. Like Utah, they've they've traded some players. Portland, I mean, why not just get a better pick? Um, the Lakers are sitting at thirteenth still at twenty seven and thirty two. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, right now, the teams that are at five hundred are well it's golden state in the ninth spot in the play-in tournament the sixth seed is dallas who's 31 and 29 the lakers are three and a half games behind them in dallas like they brought in Kyrie, they have luca they're good they're going to score a lot of points but everyone around the nba has been like nba media like podcasts and stuff they've been talking about how bad dallas's defense is like they have probably one of the worst if not the worst defenses in the NBA right now so you got to think like that has to bring some um some losses along with it and the Lakers do play them at least one more time they play them two more times so you got to think like even if like everything else being equal if the Lakers can win those two games then that brings us up to a game and a half behind them and they're currently in the sixth seed. So, again, it, maybe I'm being wishful. Maybe it's wishful thinking. Maybe I'm being too optimistic. But 
I just have a hard time thinking that this Lakers team with a motivated LeBron, a healthy Anthony Davis, and this cast of characters that we've added to the team can't jump Portland, Utah, Oklahoma City, Minnesota, New Orleans. New Orleans sitting in the seventh seed without uh, Zion. Like, Zion probably isn't coming back. The re- like, I mean, we don't know. I guess I don't know this, but, like, he's been sitting out for quite a while. Brandon Ingram's had some foot issues. I mean, we just beat them by 18 points, right? They're sitting in the seventh seed. Uh, Minnesota in the eighth seed. Golden State, ninth seed. Oklahoma, like, it is a very, the West is so open right now. It's crazy. The Clippers, I forgot to mention this. The Clippers added uh, Russell Westbrook. They just signed him. He bought, got bought out from the Utah Jazz and, the Clippers signed him, so like, you gotta think some losses are coming there. And they're sitting at the in the fourth seed. The one team in the West that's going to improve a lot, I think, will be Phoenix once Kevin Durant comes back uh, from his injury, which I think he'll be back like in their first game after the All Star break. Um, they're sitting sitting in the fifth seed. Um, De- I mean, Denver's like head and shoulders above the league, or at least the Western Conference, at forty one and eighteen. Memphis in the second seed is five games behind them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like Phoenix will get better. But, you know, Memphis and Sacramento might kind of say the same. The Clippers, I don't know. A lot of people have said they got better. It depends on how much they play Russell Westbrook. Um, but the whole play-in tournament, the whole play-in tournament area from 7 to 10 is wide open. I would say from six, from Dallas at the sixth seed down to Oklahoma City. And Dallas is on the fence. Like, they might get better because they've added Kyrie, but they also might stay the same, if not a little worse. Um, I mean, we'll see. I don't know. I guess people are probably just not hopeful for them from a contending standpoint, but maybe they're, maybe from a regular season standpoint, like, they're, they're fine. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's just hard not to be, not to be uh, optimistic, especially when you get LeBron motivated. Um, I think he, you know, uh, we've got the scoring title out of the way. He's the he's the league leading. He's the NBA all time leading scorer. That's great. We got that out of the way. Now it's time to win basketball games. And I think, I think LeBron's bought in. I think Anthony Davis, based on the way he played against New Orleans on Thursday, he seems to be back and bought in. D'Angelo Russell has been great for us offensively. He's been shooting lights out. Malik Beasley has been uh, over the three games is slowly ramping up the three point shooting and stuff. Um, Mo Bamba, this was his first game for Mo Bamba against the Pelicans. Um, he got into foul trouble early, didn't play too well, but like his length and the fact that he can shoot from the three is huge. Now, just need him to make them, but um, the spacing the Lakers have is is just so nice now. Um, and and I think I don't know I I'm I'm it's it's not one of those things where like when we play Phoenix or we play Golden State or we play Dallas that like they're for sure going to that the Lakers are for sure going to win those games but it, it's more of a toss up to me now like it's very very possible and I think that the Lakers have what it takes to at least get in the playing tournament I think from there anything can happen so I'm excited to to follow the Lakers and, and see what, see what happens and um, appreciate you guys for listening. Go Lakers. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers! 2.1 seconds remaining. Denver a foul to give. Jokic trying to disrupt Rondo. He puts it in. Here's Davis. 4-3 in the win. Oh, it's good! Anthony Davis has won it for the Lakers!